0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Extra Onions. My name is Rowan Wood. Today, I am joined by two first-time guests uh, who have not been on the show before. We have Nell Hamilton and Bren Savory. Guys, thank you so much for joining me. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, So my main co-host, Sebastian, is out this week. uh, So I got these two fine people here to do uh, this week's episodes. Uh, to start, we are going to review the season finale, perhaps series finale, uh, if there might be there might be a season two, who knows, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, entitled One World, One People. Um, so let's just give our preliminary thoughts before we get into the details here. Uh, Nell, why don't you start us off? What did you think of this episode?
1: I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good, well-rounded way to finish up the season. Um, I felt satisfied. I guess I'll say, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Brennan,
2: well, why did I start it off like that? It makes it sound like I was going to be negative. I did thoroughly enjoy it. I, compared to other MCU titles, I'm very glad that it it felt a lot more. Well, I mean, this series in general has felt more grounded than most MCU things. F- things but i'm really glad that did it go back to new york city like most superhero movies do yes but it's still it still resonated it was very it was very well done it summed up the series well leaves loose ends and it lets you wonder of oh how are they going to use this character next or this character and it's very intriguing to see
0: Mm-hmm. yeah um i really i also really enjoyed it uh, i think they started um a lot of plot lines in the first five episodes and they did a surprisingly good job at tying them up uh that was my biggest fear with wandavision and with this show is that they um have too little time and they're setting up too much and they wouldn't have enough time to pay it off Uh, But I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier did a really great job. Sure, they sidelined some things, like I think John Walker's arc could have been a little bit better if there was more time, and we'll talk about that um, a little bit later. Um, But for now, yes, I think uh, this uh, episode was great, and um, I still think, uh, personally, episode five is still my favorite episode of the show. Um, But I think this episode um, had a great message, uh, you know, concerning Sam's speech at the end. Uh, and I <clears throat> really do think that it uh, it is going to lead directly into um, some of the future MCU movies. Um, so um, anything that anyone wants to bring up uh, before we get into like the, the nitty gritty, the Easter eggs, the details, the nitpicks? I don't know. I love nitpicking. You guys know
2: that. <laughs> um, well, I think... Um on the on the John Walker arc, I mm-hmm. think it's very Wyatt Russell has played him with both sympathy and you want to hate that character. Mm-hmm. And most people do hate that character. But I think the fact that they want like they want you to like John Walker, but also realize that he's like a crap person. Did he still get away scot-free? Kind of, yeah. No, no, not kind of. He did. He 100% did. But I think it's just a testament of... He is... uh, He's benefiting heavily from white privilege, whether you like to admit it or not, he is. And... um, I think he's finally showing... Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something other than something for myself. And I think that's very good. However, the ending for him, I was like you, like you feel bad a little bit because you're like he has no idea what he's getting himself into. He's he thinks he's protecting this country. He's he's not ready. It's probably so the most I'm clear case of that.
0: manipulation that I've seen in a while that <laughs> they, oh. that he seems very blind to.
2: Yeah. Yes. So uh, you feel a little sympathy there. Does not forgive his past wrongs, but I think they're gaining, up, like they're building, up, oh, why did I say gaining up? That they're building up to a bigger redemption arc, I hope, of John Walker's character
1: um yeah i actually in the first couple episodes i wasn't sure about his acting because i thought i was like mm, i'm not sure if he's actually great but then i realized that it especially towards when he sort of went off his rocker i was like oh okay this guy's really good um in the hearing i think it was when he got into that like scary angry i was like oh shit, okay he's really talented um i agree i liked that actually when he gave that speech, he was talking about, like, you built me, this is what you created. And obviously, that's not entirely true, because he's got some underlying issues there. But it kind of got anti-war-y, and I was like, interesting for this show. Um, yeah, and I appreciated it. And I think, especially towards... And I actually think he, like, before he became Captain America, he probably was a better guy and become really was not a good choice for him or his psyche. And that's what led him down the wrong path. Um, and then towards the end, when he saved those people, I think he was sort of getting back to like, oh, this is what I signed to do. This is my ultimate goal. Um, yeah, and I think the only thing about that scene where he got into the new suit and everything, why were we in that room? I thought that was weird. That's what I thought
2: too, I'm like, that was like a congress it seemed like a congressional congressional hearing from like last episode and then he's just there like it's like his hangout spot now I'm like I don't think that's how that works but yeah
1: and if it was for like context to remind us who she is and where we met her I don't know it met was, her in the hallway this would not be happening here right
2: that was yeah um, I think maybe it may show that Contessa knows a lot more than we think she does. That maybe she controls a lot more than we think she does, so maybe, or maybe they just didn't know where else to put the scene and they just put it there. that could a hundred percent be it, so either way,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, um, Brennan, I just want to bring it back. <clears throat> um, I really liked your point about how you know John Walker kind of symbolizes the white privilege in this show, uh you 100%. know because <clears throat> the first person that the government gives um gives the shield to, to become Captain America just so happens to be this, this decorated uh, war veteran, a white man. And, you know, I'm not saying they gave it to him just because he was white in the context of the show. But I think the, um, the message that the show is pushing really shows that, that, that they could have given it to anyone, but yes, they did give it to um, a white man with a history in the military. um, And I just, uh, and w- when, when, when you know, Sam also has a history in the military. And as we see from this episode, he is equally qualified, if not even more qualified, to be Captain America. And so I think, um, yeah, Brennan, that was just a really good point.
2: Well, because if you think about it, um, he, like, uh, John got the shield because Sam gave it in. So he's already benefiting from from a person of color he's already benefiting from a black man because sam gave him the shield that's what led him to being captain america and he's um and people think like i feel like that this was mentioned or i saw something that this was like implied like uh he has a uh he has a person of color uh wife and his and his best friend is uh, was black man lamar So he's benefiting left and right from it, whether he acknowledges or not. I think that's a big thing that people don't realize is that whether you acknowledge or know that you're benefiting from white privilege, privilege, you most likely are. Whether or not you admit it or not, you probably are, because it's just unfortunately a thing that happens. And I don't think he realized that until later on, because... I believe it was during Sam's speech at the end of this episode that like you you see like zoom in on like his face like he's probably like really resonating like shit I. He like he had no idea because he just never thought about it because he never had to, but now he's forced to think about it and he's like oh so hopefully that will continue in his arc. And I hope that he doesn't necessarily become a villain. I think ja Wyatt Russell is a fantastic actor. Honestly, he's fantastic. Um, but I I really hope that he becomes anti anti. Can I speak today? Antihero esque. Because it seems like it's heading in that direction. Like he's on a redemption arc, but then Contessa is like oh, hey, we pretty much want you to do these shady things and bada bing, bada boom. So I think it's... It also doesn't help that we have no idea what Contessa's uh, motives are. We don't know anything because Mm -hmm. all we know is comic background. Oh, but you will get into Easter eggs and shit. Right. Um,
0: What did you guys think? So um, I don't know. Uh, So Sebastian and I are not huge fans of Carly Morgenthau and the Flag Smashers and their arc, just because throughout the first few episodes, you know, like you're supposed to build on, um, like you're supposed to develop these characters so that the audience cares about them, even if they're a villain. I think Marvel has done a really great job of that of late. And Carly's cause specifically is one that in the show, a lot of people think is sympathetic, but I've just struggled to care about her character and just about the Flag Smashers as villains. Um, this last episode didn't really do them too many favors. Uh, it, it just kind of took them out of the picture uh, completely. Um, so what did you guys think of the Flag Smashers in the whole show and specifically this episode, I guess?
1: I thought they were interesting politically just because like, my I talked to my mom about this. We were saying like, we can't really blame them For what they've been through politically. Like, I'm not sure that I would entirely, obviously I don't want to kill people for my cause, but if I was in their shoes, I definitely would be angry. And I think they had the right to be. Um, I guess I see what you mean. I think they could have done a better job in the earlier episodes um, of like making her more likable and seeing the like real pain that they were going through to get them to this place. There wasn't a perfect through line there. Um, Yeah, I see what you mean. Mm -hmm. But
2: I think, uh, uh, jumping out of that, I believe that they were going, or I hope that they were going to uh, strengthen her character because, Nell, I don't know if you know this, but they had a whole subplot that they cut because it was too it was too reminiscent of the of the coronavirus uh pandemic yeah. my brother told and me and because uh well cuz i remember cuz in the second episode when they were on the trucks it was vaccines and then there are some weirdly cut uh things from like that episode episode 3 and some of episode 4 like it's just weirdly cut it's weirdly edited and especially um i think it was the, I can't remember what scene that the funeral for that woman was. Was that three or four? Uh, that was four. I don't remember. It was three or four. Um, So, because I remember I saw, I saw a whole video about it. And then they're trying to like dissect and figure out what the plot was. Because like uh, the actress that played uh, the woman for the life of me, I can't remember her name. and I feel really bad. But um, the woman, the woman that died in uh, episode two, episode three, that she, um, like, she was portrayed by a brilliant actress that I have not seen her in things, but who she was high decorated. She's in I can't remember her name. Wait, wait,
0: wait, wait, sorry, who who are you talking about? Is played by you?
2: the the woman that passed away.
0: Oh, Mama Danya.
2: Mama, da- thank you, Mama Donya, Yes, she was. I can't remember the actress's name. But you. she's in, but she's in some stuff as of late. So she's a fantastic actress. And this, and the people I was watching the video on, they were like dissecting it, like why would they get this very up and coming, very good actress to play essentially a corpse? So they assumed that her uh, arc had to do with uh, the cut subplot. So repeat, so uh, so. I believe that Carly and the Flag Smashers' cause was going to be shaped by that and be more well uh, rel- well rounded by that. So I feel like that it's shame. Uh, uh, I feel like that it's shame that they did that, but also I do understand why they did it. So I guess it's more of a. Mm, they did the best they could do without having to rewrite an entire series so i think they did excellent because when i saw the video and they were telling me like oh there's this weirdly edited scene and like i didn't even notice that the scene was weirdly edited i'm like okay they hit you it can well. say that. Yes. yeah yes so <clears throat>
1: yeah it makes sense it felt sort of empty because they had to cut all of that out <clears throat> so those plot lines weren't as full
2: um
0: also, we do get some closure in this episode with uh, Isaiah Bradley, played by Carl Lumbly, uh, and his whole um, storyline. Brennan, you sound like you've, you, uh, you look like you have some stuff to say about that.
2: That was, that was fantastic. And as, I mean, as, as I know, Nell loves, loves Isaiah Bradley. The yeah. second she saw him in the second episode, she told me about it, like the, like the day up, And then she's like, are we going to see more of Isaiah? Because we better. I love Isaiah. Because it's very tragic what happened to him. Mm-hmm. Because when we saw him in the second episode, we pretty much, it was, hev- it was heavily implied that he was, that all these uh, bad things that happened to him, like getting experimented on, getting um, like getting imprisoned and not becoming Captain America, was because of the color of his skin. It was heavily implied. They didn't flat out say it. And then I'm like, I feel like they did. I I, I think
0: they did. Didn't he flat out say it? Like at the end of that first encounter, he said like they would, like they will never let a black man be Captain America. No,
1: that was episode five. Right. I think in episode two though, it was, I think he stated it. Well,
2: I also need to stop watching videos of people that think that the show isn't about race, but I just find it funny. I find honestly, it's hysterical that people don't think that the show is about race, but, um, or that any, like a, undermining theme of it is about race. Maybe not that it's flat out about it. But um, I remember, um, well, one, Carl Lundy is fantastic actor. I know him from, uh, I told I told Nell this, he's the voice of Martian Manhunter in the Justice League animated TV shows from like 2000, 2003, 2004, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited. He played
0: Martian's Manhunt uh, Martian Manhunter's father in Supergirl. in Supergirl. He was also in Doctor Sleep which I saw, sequel to The Shining. He
2: was uh, oh, he was also in I saw that. He was also in Smallville I believe. I think he maybe Ver- very very
0: established actor.
2: But yes, he's fantastic and um so I so I love what they did with him. Do I f- hope that he's involved more, yeah, or at least mentioned or because because um, his grandson, uh, El- uh, Elijah Bradley, who everyone, some people know, some people don't, he, in the comics, becomes a young Avenger. He becomes Patriot. So um, I'm hoping that we get to see him more, even if it's in like a couple minutes, because he's, not only is the acting fantastic, he's just a very good character. And um Episode four was devastating because, because he told a story, and how like what we knew happened, he flat out said it. He flat out said. I think that was five, five. wasn't it? I, there were only six episodes. At the end of
0: four, uh, John Walker killed the Flag Smasher.
2: No, yeah, I thought we only had five episodes. I missed one. Um, but so at the end of episode five, yes, and then this episode run it very well. I, okay, I did not cry at that scene because the scene before it already wasted my tears. The one of Bucky apologizing and coming to terms, that, that one got me. I feel bad that I did not cry for, uh, for, I, uh, for Isaiah, but like I was close. I think it's because they just jam-packed them right next to each other that Mm -hmm. my tears were just not ready. Yeah. But it was, I believe it was fantastic. Um, The second Sam, the second they uh, showed the scene of them walking in the, uh, like the museum where the cap exhibit is, I'm like, no, he did not. And I'm like, no, he didn't. I'm like, I swear to God, he did, didn't he? And then I'm like, it was a very satisfying ending for him, because he never thought that he'd get recognition. He even said at the end of the fifth episode, or in the fifth episode, that he didn't. He he'd rather stay dead, because according to the United States government, he's dead. He is dead. Yeah. So he doesn't. He didn't want that. He's like, I don't want anything. Because uh, I was also telling most of this. I told him now, but he. Because he didn't expect anything to change, which I don't blame him. Honestly, I don't blame him. People may be like, oh, he couldn't think that... He's been in this life for for much longer than us, most of the viewers anyway. And he... And the character, he just has been through so much because of the color of his skin. And no matter what has happened, he's he's still dealing with it. And even in the episode that we see... Uh, or where we first meet isaiah which is episode two yeah so we meet isaiah flat out there is uh, systematic racism because bucky's all set but sam gets stopped by the police and no i don't think enough people talk about that scene because Sam stopped at the police. Bucky's fine because of the color of his skin.
0: And then they realize then the that, second, he's a, that he's an Avenger and they stop bothering
2: him. Yeah. The second he realizes that he's Falcon, they're like, oh, oh God. So it's, this show was very, it was very good. Um, I don't know what else I'm saying, but you can continue.
0: Yes. Um, I did
2: like what they did with his character.
0: Uh, uh, yeah. Now, before we move on, do you have anything to say?
1: Yeah, I really liked it too. I think obviously as a white person, I can't be like, oh, they did so well because it's not my place to say, but I was proud of it, I guess, of what they did with him. And I just really felt for him obviously right away. Um, And I'm glad that Sam found that connection. I felt like he was a good symbol and a good like plot mover, I guess. Yeah. Mm
0: Um, another thing I want to talk about before we wrap up is the fact that Sharon Carter was revealed to be the power broker, which I feel like they weren't even trying to hide. And I feel like everyone Not knew that. Um, yeah. yeah, but um, I feel like it still worked as a twist. And um I, even though I felt like it should have been obvious, the um I really I also really loved the mid-credit scene in which she, uh, is reinstated in her government position and basically confirmed that she's going to stay as the power broker and continue to use her influence, uh, which I think could make for some great conflict in uh, the new, the next Captain America movie, which we'll talk about on the main episode uh, this week. Um, but yeah, uh, what did you guys think of the uh, of 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 that finally being confirmed, even though we all knew it?
2: I wasn't I wasn't surprised. Yeah, but I just love feeling that because of. Uh, the shit show that theorists had to deal with of WandaVision and most of them being completely and utterly wrong, that people were like almost confirmed she's the power broker, but I'm not going to say anything because I do not not want another Ralph Boner incident. And I think that will, I think a Ralph Boner incident will now become synonymous with having a theory wrong. And I think that that is one of the best things to come out of WandaVision. Yeah. So, I, am I surprised? No. I am a fan of how Sharon full-on did 180. She was... Because we saw her in uh, Winter Soldier, and, you know, she was Agent 13 and doing that shit. And she was... I don't even remember. I haven't seen the movie in so long. But she's doing just fine, and she's all great and dandy, whatever. Um, And then... Where'd the words go? And then in Civil War, she was there. And then she stopped being there. And then she showed up here again. And then you're like, hey, I forgot you were here. So then she was, like, she was good. And then obviously something happened that made her become the power broker. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking... Because they used uh, he, him pronouns for like, obviously they did it to throw off all the tail, throw us off the tail of her actually being power broker. I think hopefully, which is something that they may do that. Maybe it's like a Trevor Slattery uh, situation. How like she has someone that's portrayed as a power broker when she really does everything behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I uh, Marvel could do that. Marvel may just completely forget that they even use he pronouns just because they wanted a reveal that it was we a already knew. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, and I also think that was because everyone who didn't know it was her assumed it was a man, just automatically like, oh, of course, and so yeah,
2: yeah. Um, so I'm f- excited for what they do next with yeah. her character.
0: Yeah, I think as I said before, that could make for a really great conflict in the new um, uh, Captain America. Uh, I can't be the only one who thought it was hilarious when uh, they were loading the remaining Flag Smashers into the prison truck, and 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 the prison guard was like, "One world, one people," and then like and I'm like they were building them up to be the next villains, and then the and then the the prison the truck just explodes, and then Zemo's butler is sitting in the car, and he's like, Yeah. Uh, the but uh, butler, yeah. did, really
1: <laughs> but butler to, did it uh,
0: exactly um, and- yeah, and so I really loved Zemo's involvement in this show I think it was over too soon I think he's a great character Daniel Brühl does a fantastic job uh, and I feel like just that scene alone shows that he still has at least a little bit of influence in the outside world Uh, And that that gives me hope for some more Zemo in the future. Because they easily could have killed him off in the show, but they did not. So I feel like they want to leave the door open uh, for the future. I'm
2: very... I'm very... Well, because I know so many people that are like, who's that guy again? Like, who's that old guy again? Sebastian was one
0: of those guys. (laughs) He totally (laughs) forgot.
2: I mean, Nell was also. I totally forgot. Because... And then... I see it, and then I'm like, okay, so I'm like, why do I know that old guy? And then, and then it shows Zemo right after, and then I'm like, oh, yeah. there it is. I am a big fan of how, I don't know, I feel, I can't remember specific examples right now, but I love that this show, like, it hammers home some things, And, like, especially with that, like, with that scene that I was just talking about, how, like, it's Zemo's butler, but, like, what I love is that they don't have to explain that it's Zemo's butler. Because I feel like that a lot of movies, especially in this day of age, or TV shows or whatever, they are very explicit in having to explain everything because they don't think that we're smart enough to understand. And then I'm like, I I don't need this. You're adding extra minutes for no reason. Exactly. But the fact that. The transition it was uh it was Zemo's butler blowing up the thing which I found somehow I found it satisfying because like he does one world one people and then like you think like wow I was just going to get away scot-free boom and then you see Zemo's butler and then it just cuts to him seeing the thing like oh unknown assailant whatever blew up the thing we don't know what happened yeah and Zemo's just happy Mm -hmm. i really like scenes like that this may not be necessarily about the show in general but i think this is just my preference that i like things that they don't have to explain it like it's just implied no it's not implied like you know that it's zemos butler but you don't have to explain like oh my goodness can you believe that zemos butler did that like we we don't need that it makes us feel dumb as an audience and i appreciate how this show did not have to indulge us or try to indulge us in that fact
1: i agree like i like even though i didn't know who he was i like that i have to do some work to figure it out i don't need the show to tell me and i think wandavision did that a little too much sometimes with like just reminding us who everyone was i was like i can go and rewatch the movies i don't need this but um Yeah. yeah i really like zemo he was one of my favorite parts of the whole thing I love how,
2: like, we, everyone, like, I, I, I don't know if I sent this to you, but I sent my friend Leah a meme, and it was like, is it wrong that I like Zemo more than I like John Walker? And it was after, like, episode four. It was, like, episode, no, it was, like, episode three after the Zemo dancing scene happened.
1: He's so much more true. (laughs) Yeah,
2: Yeah, I think it's because... He's more comfortable. Well, I think also Daniel Brühl is a lot more comfortable in the role. But also, he's just more comfortable with the characters. Because especially since Bucky broke him out, he's like, Becky, I said Becky, Bucky will do anything to keep me around. So if he's going to push it, he'll push it to the max. And that's what he does. His whole thing is manipulation. I didn't like him too, too much in Civil War because I didn't think that they did a lot with him. But I think even though he's more charismatic and maybe a little sillier or whatever in this show, it still portrays that he, he he's a... I feel like he's a lot more of a legitimate threat in this show than he was in the movie where he was the villain. And I find that one... Maybe that's just my opinion on the movie Civil War... Or maybe it's just they're like, oh, we need to flesh them out a little bit. So I appreciate Mm -hmm. that this show fleshed out a lot of characters that we didn't know or didn't really like they introduced new characters, fleshed them out pretty well. And then they also. Fleshed out characters that we may not have really cared about, like once Civil War came around, I didn't really care that much about uh, Sharon Carter. Sorry to say I didn't. I'm like, what is she doing? She's literally just here to kiss Captain America for some weird reason. And that's about it. So I'm very glad that they made me care about these characters again. I think that's something that I like about these shows that are coming forward uh, on Disney Plus and through Marvel, because a lot, I know a lot of people that didn't like Wanda and Vision that just thought they were boring. Our friend Summer is one of them. She hated Wanda and Vision because they were just boring. They didn't do anything with them, unfortunately. I liked them. That's besides the point. But I'm very excited to see what other shows are talking about. And we'll talk about that later. But mm-hmm. yeah. I'm very mm-hmm. excited on how phase four is looking right now.
0: Yeah. And that will be one of our main topics of the full uh, regular extra onions episode this week. Uh, But for now uh, we got to wrap up this little bit. Uh, So uh, Brendan and Nell, I want to thank you guys so much for joining me for this review Uh, and all of you listening out there. Thank you very much. Uh, And we'll be back uh, tomorrow with this week's regular episode.